the Round Rock Independent School District, apparently they're independent of a lot of things, uh, is using its own armed agents to arrest to arrest parents who speak out against the school board's policies. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. This is a husband and wife show where we share behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we're currently working on a new documentary project called The Mind Polluters. I'm Amber Archer, co-host of this show, and joining me is my husband, business partner, director, author, speaker, Mark Archer. She finally let me out of the dark room. <laughs> Back I'm on air. Done rendering files. <laughs> I'm allowed to be on the air again. Uh, so, with over 30 years of combined experience in the motion picture industry, we are creating movies from a biblical perspective about the issues impacting our culture and society and showing the church at work. You can learn more about us and the movies we are making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help bring these timely films to the marketplace as we are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on donations to make these movies and this podcast possible. You become a force multiplier for truth when you partner with us through our nonprofit, Fearless Features. So today we have some exciting things to share. We had our first public screening on Sunday of the Mind Polluters. (laughs) And it was great. It really was. It it was fun to have, what is this, like 14 months later after starting Mm -hmm. this project, the Mind Polluters. Yeah. It's done. It's starting to get screenings across the nation. I mean, literally, we just finished this film like two weeks ago. And it's screening. Um, one of the, it was interesting because one of the questions was, um, is is it going to be available online? Is it going to be available, you know, everywhere yeah. else? <laughs> or like, yes, it will eventually. Eventually, you know. But in the meantime, while we wait for, uh, there are several different distribution avenues that we're exploring. And but in the meantime, there's no time to wait, and mm-hmm. people just need to see it. And um, let me just. I'm going to share a couple of comments, and then, Mark, you've got some articles you want to go over today? I, oh, yeah. I've always got fun stuff News to share. and views? News and views. News and views. So it was interesting because um, we got to the Life Church in Noblesville, and there were probably 50, 60 people there. It was about just under 60, I think. I, I would say, like, last count, you know, just kind of counting. Um, and, and, and for a sun, should I add, for a Sunday night on a holiday weekend. It was a great crowd. That's pretty good and i'm not i'm not just trying to pat ourselves on the back i've I've done screenings like this for a long time Mm -hmm. and any theater is happy to get 60 people in the seats on a sunday evening on yeah so it was and considering we have zero advertising budget yeah that's pretty good. So, so. Um, actually, there were someone from the our Indiana Attorney General's office was there, mm-hmm. and she had this to write um, today, earlier today. She said, I cannot recommend this enough. It is both sad and infuriating that any of this is allowed to happen and continue to happen to our children. Um, another person wrote, you are in for a treat. While the subject matter is difficult to stomach, they did a really nice job with this documentary. Uh, and another woman Wow. I joined several friends last night at Life Church to watch the documentary. I highly, highly recommend you take time out of your busy lives to attend a viewing at a location near you. It is up to us, parents, grandparents, concerned citizens, to educate ourselves, watch what is happening, and take action to protect our next generation. We cannot hide from what is happening 
in our schools. Um, and there were several others, but I just wanted to share a couple of those uh, because it's really incredible to see the Lord work and to see people when they're able to connect the dots and mm. they see it visually. I mean, it was just, I was just really excited. I was excited to spend time with, with people who care. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we have said a couple of times, but I'll reinforce the reason why it's not available streaming and it won't be anytime real soon is because this film was made by the people for the people. And when you see the film, you'll understand it's, it's not a film that you just sit down, watch the, well, make some popcorn and watch, no. and then you go on your way. No, because there were several people taking notes mm -hmm. throughout the entire, throughout the entire thing. Yeah. It's so it really, because of what's in it and, um, just, you know, the, how well spoken everybody is through it. I think it's, it's, it's just hard to walk away from it and not want to ask more questions. And so we decided early on that this needed to be a film that at least for the foreseeable future is shown in conjunction with organizations or individuals who can be there then to kind of debrief. Yeah afterwards because what what did we see we there was there was at least a dozen questions i mean we were there for an extra half hour 45 minutes yeah. afterwards answering questions and what i loved what i loved was that the questions were 98 percent directed at rhonda <laughs> rhonda miller and not at us because she's the organization who's out there purple for parents right. is out there sounding the alarm and helping to educate people right you know and and as we've said all along this is just a tool for other organizations to use to help inform parents right so uh, and i it, it's that is the point is that they're they're asking questions of Rhonda and uh, so that they're and they're asking questions about legislation and how do yeah. we do this and how do we how do I engage on this issue? Um, we don't we, you don't need to ask us questions. You know, I the, the last thing in the world that I want is for us to be at a screening and somebody ask us, you know, about your cinematography process or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares you watch the film is that all you're looking at i mean yeah. so th this is not like a film festival kind of a film at all no this is something that is designed to get you engaged with actually making a difference and it was wonderful yeah it was great it was great to, to watch so i'm grateful for Rhonda for putting that together mm -hmm. i'm grateful to uh life church and pastor micah for uh hosting that mm -hmm. and so if it was you are cool to meet everybody, yeah. And oh, oh speaking of that, um, mm -hmm. before I, I was going to say, so uh, let me just throw in a request. So if you are an organization, a part of an organization, um, and have or have access to a venue where you can host a screening of the Mind Polluters, get in touch with us. Send us an email, Mark and Amber at fearlessfeatures.org. We would love to connect with you so that you're able to bring this film to your community and engage. Um, others in your community on on education as well. Right, that's no charge. Right, there's no screening fee. There's no ticket sales. It is, uh, it is very easy to to get it started. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
we're happy to work with you. We want this film to be seen. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely get in touch with us because we've got a lot of states that are completely untouched <laughs> yeah, at this, this point. right now. So, yeah. So it, it was really neat, though. Um, two of the ladies who show up in the film uh, during a school board meeting. They were actually in attendance in the audience last night, and yeah. it was so fun to watch them. They're like, oh, <laughs> you see them take out their phones. And I really, I really, really wanted to get a picture with them um, before they left, but we got tied up talking to a few people. And so, <clears throat> so I missed that opportunity. So, so if you're out there and you're listening, we see you. Yes. <laughs> it was fun to see you and, and know that you were there. <laughs> that was very cool. We appreciate you coming and like surprise. All, all star cast, surprise, right? Surprise, you're in a movie. <laughs> That's, that's what you get for showing up at a public event. <laughs> so anyway, so you have some articles. I have I have good stuff here, yeah. Okay, let's talk about them. Well, so uh, where do I start here? This is from The New American. This is uh, FBI raids house of activist mom who opposes school board's policies and alleged election fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, an FBI special weapons and tactics team, better known as SWAT, right? SWAT team, along with state and local authorities, raided the home of an activist mother of four in Grand Junction, Colorado. This was just like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sharona Bishop is a mother of four, a constitutional conservative, and an American patriot who, quote, tenaciously defends core values of God-fearing patriots, who do not want to lose the freedoms and rights of all citizens who live in the greatest nation in the world. According to her bio on the Truth and Liberty Coalition website. Well, that describes me. How about you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just pause and say, remember <clears throat> remember which administration decided to label parents as domestic terrorists? Yep. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Bishop also runs the America's Mom platform dedicated to parents' education on Colorado legislation concerning public schools. She's been a vocal op- uh, opponent of the indoctrination indoctrination of American children in the public schools. I think we're in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and has been involved in the local school board and congressional races. On Tuesday morning, Bishop was schooling her children. So she's homeschooling her children. When she heard a profuse pounding on her door, Mm -hmm. after she asked her children to hide in their bedroom, she went to the door just as the SWAT team broke it down with a battering ram. I can't even imagine. Like, honestly. (sighs) They then took Bishop outside and handcuffed her, according to her interview with Brannon Howes on Worldview Weekend. The activist mom also said how involved she personally was in local school board uh, recalls and re-elections and that her organization helped flip nine of them this year. Uh This is why she's been targeted. Uh Bishop and her group rallied against mask mandates and critical race theory being taught in schools. Bishop believes that such activism made her a target of the regime. Of course. Uh, fast forward here. Commenting on why the FBI would violently burst into her home, Bishop said that the FBI agents refused to inform her of the reason for the raid. This is illegal. This is is, absolutely unconstitutional. After the search was finished, 
However, they left behind papers relating to their search warrant indicating that Bishop was suspected of causing, quote, intentional damage to a protected computer, wire fraud and conspiracy to cause damage to a protected computer. Did she ever find out which computers these are? No. Oh. She said, quote, I don't know anything about this. They couldn't explain any of this. I will tell you why. They were at my home to intimidate me, to shut me up, because I was using my First Amendment rights to advocate for Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters mm-hmm. on the issue of Dominion voting machines and the damage done in our election. And they'll never be held accountable. Instead, they will criminalize this woman who has stood up. And it goes on. I'll leave the link. So, here, here's... This is... this. This is not conspiracy theory anymore. This is conspiracy. Now it's actually happening. Now it's actually happening. They don't, we don't live in a nation that even respects its own laws anymore. Mm. Absolutely lawless. The FBI is so completely out of control. I don't, they are like the Gestapo now. To, to have a SWAT team show up at your door while your children are there. They have they have no search warrant. They just mm-hmm. bust down your door. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, but, but wait, that's not all. I mean, what else do you have? Oh, yeah, I've got others. I've got others, too. So, all right, so put a pin in that, right? FBI coming to the door. So here's one from... In, so, that, so that was just in... That was in Colorado. Colorado. Uh, this is from InfoWars... And also links to uh, the original article on City Journal. So let me read the InfoWars version and then switch over. So armed agents in Texas school district, going to Texas now, arrest concerned parents in their own homes. <laughs> like I, you guys, what, okay. what, what, what? The Round Rock Independent School District, apparently they're independent of a lot of things, uh, is using its own armed agents to arrest, to arrest parents who speak out against the school board's policies. Okay, the battle line. Let me. Uh, let me now move over to the original article. So this is written in the City Journal by Christopher Rufo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest and most egregious example comes from Round Rock, Texas. In a series of school board meetings this fall, two fathers, one a minister named Jeremy Story, and the other a retired army captain named Dustin Clark. They sound very dangerous spoke out against alleged corruption and school officials' hostility toward parents. Journalist Pedro Gonzalez reported that at an August meeting, Story, the the minister, had calmly, quote, produced evidence that the board had covered up an alleged assault by the superintendent. Oh, my word. Against a mistress. Come back to this in a second. The superintendent and school board president cut him off mid-sentence and ordered officers to remove him from the premises. Let's pause on this. What's this sound like? <laughs> what other state have we heard about this where they're covering up actual crimes within the school? Oh, Virginia. Virginia, Loudoun County, yeah. right? At the next meeting in September, 
With the district's controversial mask mandate on the agenda, the school board locked the majority of parents out of the room, preventing them from speaking. What is going on in the schools? Clark and other frustrated parents asked the board to open the nearly empty room to the public. Instead, school board president Amy Weir directed officers to remove Clark from school property. Oh, my word. As he was dragged out by two officers, Clark shouted to the audience, It's an open meeting. Shame on you. You communists let the public in. A few days later, this is where it gets good. The school district, in coordination with law enforcement, sent police officers to the homes of both men, arrested them, and put them in jail on charges of, ready for this? Mm -hmm. Disorderly conduct (laughs) with intent to disrupt a meeting. So that's, calling out wait, the that's school. Wait, that's a imprisonable offense? Calling <laughs> out the school for covering up a crime is disorderly conduct and uh, intent to disrupt a meeting. Wow. Uh, okay. Families well, my, my, and supporters. But my first question uh, is, when did the schools and the police departments start working so hand in hand oh, together? Oh, no, listen. No, hold on. Okay. Uh, the you school board was... <laughs> The school board was able to do this because the Round Rock Independent School District has its own police force. Oh, With a three-layer chain of command, patrol units, school resource officers, a detective, and a canine unit. Wow. Why not a SWAT team? Why not? I mean, come on. If you're going to start dragging parents out of their own homes, you might as well do it with some gear. Go in with full battle rattle, guys. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. The department serves under the authority of the board and through coordination with other agencies, apparently has the power to order the arrest of citizens in their homes. Wow. That's the board. Read that. What did you just read? They have the their. The department serves under the authority of the school board. Okay, folks. School boards. And through coordination with other agencies, apparently has the power to order the arrest of citizens in their homes. Wow. For many parents, the school board is sending a message. If you speak out against us, we will turn you into criminals. Mm -hmm. When reached for comment, the school district's police department confirmed that it initiated the investigation and that, quote, one board member requested details from the RRISD police prior to the criminal referral. One board member. And then they go on. Round Rock is not the only school board to resort to repressive tactics to stifle dissent. In Loudoun County, Virginia, (laughs) for example, where parents have protested against critical race theory and a sexual assault cover up, which we just talked about. The superintendent asked the county sheriff to deploy a SWAT team, unbelievable riot control unit and undercover agents to monitor parents at school board meetings. What are they so afraid of? Thankfully, the sheriff refused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Telling the superintendent that he had not provided any justification for such a manpower intensive request. But the mere attempt was astounding. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. How do we let's unpack this, shall (laughs) we? We let's let's lean in and again, use all of my progressive 
seminar phrases. Lean in, unpack. We've still got some wood to chop here, right? <laughs> uh, I don't how. What do you say? Well, I, I'm just, you know, <sighs> I, I'm just kind of baffled, just dumbfounded at at what we're seeing happen and, all across the country. Mm-hmm. The the lawlessness. It is. It's. Uh, and, and that's the thing. What are they? What are they so afraid? They're afraid of the parents. You're really so terrified of what? Of losing your job? I mean, what is? It's about power. That, that's the thing that I. That's that's it. Like the money and power. Mm-hmm. You know why are you clinging so tightly to this position of a school board member? No, oh, well, they're godless. That's. I mean, you would. You, you cannot. You cannot uh, serve two masters, mm-hmm. right? I go to Christy Stutzman, who's in the mind polluters. And when we asked her about this and in the film, she even says the schools do not believe that they owe an explanation to the parents. Right. They they don't believe that they have to tell you. They they really believe your job is to just be a birthing person <laughs> and give us your child and shut up. Mm-hmm. Go away. We don't need you anymore. Oh, that, we we are the masters here. Oh, that reminds me. I, I need to find that article. One in five uh, from the U.S. Census Bureau. One in five families are now homeschooling. Yes, that is pretty amazing. Uh, well, you look for that. Look, Let me I'll read one up. more here. Let me melt your brain one more. One more round here. World Net Daily. FBI in Chicago. The Chicago field office. Suggests you turn in someone you had Thanksgiving dinner with. The FBI office in Chicago apparently posted a social media plea on on Thanksgiving asking people to turn in someone they may have had Thanksgiving dinner with. Then it disappeared, but nothing ever disappears from the Internet. The Internet does not lie. (laughs) The Washington Examiner reported the statement said, see this smiling face at your table tonight. The hashtag FBI continues to seek tips about those involved in the violence at the U.S. hashtag Capitol building on hashtag January 6th. Call 1-800-CALL-FBI with tips about photograph 486. But hours later, while a Google search brought up as the top item that particular social media statement, clicking on the result, resulting link produced this. Hmm, this page doesn't exist. Try searching for something else. Mm-hmm. That's the FBI. It, it, the censorship is is incredible. Just <laughs> oh yeah, and the, just I mean, the FBI. They've just they have they've always been. the The FBI is like uh, like split personality. There are there are very good and noble people still in the FBI mm-hmm. and in the CIA and the NSA. Unfortunately, they're being drowned out by some truly wicked people. Yeah. Right. Um, for for federal law enforcement to even have this kind of power to be able to just go after whoever they want. And I tell you what, Biden, Sleepy Joe, you go ahead and keep it up. Just keep pushing the parents because you are what is driving this yeah the harder you try to clamp down the the more impossible it gets to put this genie back in the bottle yeah so and that goes right to this this article on patheos 
homeschooling. So if you need a little bit of encouragement, because mm-hmm. I was actually really encouraged after I read this article and I'll leave a link to it very, for you guys. So homeschooling. So the title of the article is one out of five families is homeschooling. Homeschooling has shot up dramatically over the last two years to the point that today, one out of five families with children is homeschooling. According to the data from the U.S. Census Bureau Households Pulse Survey, ever since 2012, the percentage of homeschoolers held steady at 3.3%. But in the spring of 2019 and 2020 school year, 5.4% of households with a school-aged child were homeschooling. In the fall of 2020-21, that school year, that number more than doubled to 11.1%. And the next semester in the spring of 2020-21 school year, that number nearly doubled again to 19.5%. And it, it goes on and it says these numbers reflect the percentage of children who were taught at home, but not enrolled in a school, whether public or private. During the COVID shutdowns, lots of children were homeschooled against their family's will as schools switched to online instruction, but those students are not included in these statistics. No doubt some parents are keeping their children at home once schools have opened up out of fear of the pandemic, but a large number of public schools that switch back to in-person classes are giving families the option to continue online learning. These numbers, though, reflect the percentage of Americans who have pulled their children out of the government schools altogether. And it and it goes on and on. Um, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a very long article, but it's really good. And they have a guy here, um, Stephen Duvall, director of research for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, discusses the data and says that the top reason parents say they homeschool is concerned for their children's safety. That would include covid worries. But this is also the main motive before the pandemic, before the pandemic, with parents troubled by crime, lack of school discipline and bullying. But the next highest reason for homeschooling is academic concerns. We've seen that mm-hmm. over and over as we have studied for this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids are like Diane Douglas says, kids are failing at horrific rates. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. They have one job and they they refuse to do that, mm-hmm. to teach academics. They don't want to teach academics. They want to indoctrinate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it goes on. It says related is parent dissatisfaction with school curriculum, the push for critical race theory, transgenderism, and other kinds of woke ideology indoctrination, which has become strongly emphasized in schools this past year, is surely another factor in the soaring rate of homeschoolers. But homeschooling cannot be dismissed as a matter of, quote, whiteness. You know, (laughs) everybody always wants to make it about, like, color, skin color. The poll survey report on the fall 2020-21 school year showed that racial minorities, which typically have public schools that are essentially bad academically and unsafe, have even higher homeschool rates than white people do. When 11% of white families were homeschooling, 12% of Hispanics were, and 16% of black families were. And it says, I'm not finding the racial breakdown in the latest numbers that show 19.5% of all Americans homeschooling. So in this lady, um, in her book, uh, Seven Reasons for Hope, Joy Pullman, she says, if you combine current private school and homeschooling enrollment, we're nearing a level of detachment from government schools the United States hasn't seen since the secular nationalization of K-12 education began. We're talking 
a watershed moment that could dramatically upend leftist strong strategic advantages from controlling American education. Because as I've repeatedly detailed, public schools are spectacularly successful leftist recruitment centers. Breaking leftist control of child formation is a non-negotiable precondition for the American Renaissance. That process could be underway. Mm-hmm. That was so to me, that was so encouraging. And I think it's encouraging for everybody else to see there are so many parents waking up, even people who have like the woman in Colorado who was arrested or her home getting broken into raided. Mm-hmm. You know, she's homeschooling her kids. Yet she's still fighting for the kids right. in the public school system. And I think that's that's the point right now, especially right now, that we all need to understand Save your family and your children first, but fight for those who aren't able to pull their kids from the public schools or get their kids into the private education. I would compare this to the reason for people being pro-life. Um, I'm just because I don't have an unplanned pregnancy to deal with doesn't mean that I don't care right. about the situation, those, those situations or those babies, mm-hmm. you're 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 heartless. You're not even human if you if you can't see what's going on and, and be concerned with saving the babies that you will never know. It's the same reason why we fight for the children in the public schools. I didn't go to public school. You went to public school. Mm-hmm. The public schools today are not what they were when you were in school. Nope. They have become indoctrination centers. But the the point is that we all live in this society together. And whether or not you want to admit it, you have to deal with the consequences yeah. of the indoctrination. Because these are the people that are that are going to be in the job market. They're your neighbors. They're your neighbors. They're, I mean, they, these are... These are, you know, people that are going to grow into adults and want to interact with your children. I mean, when I think of, of course, I'm a father of three beautiful girls, and I've told them all they can't date until they're 30 anyway. (laughs) But when I think of young men coming up through this indoctrination system, this sexualization, Mm -hmm. and them being out there and wanting to date my daughters... It makes me go buy more ammo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's we have to care. Yeah. We have to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So. So with that, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we will be back again on Tuesday for some more fun and exciting news and views. Have a wonderfully blessed day. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.